2: Am I inspired? Is it it really working?
0: Am I buying what I'm selling? Yeah. Yeah. So
2: I realized that sometimes when God puts a vision in you, no one is going to understand it. It's not going to be something that everybody gravitates to.
0: What's up, Realist Man? This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is, and I miss you guys. Let me just start the podcast. off by saying that. I miss you guys. Uh, We didn't do a podcast on last week. We got a couple of text emails and uh, we got hit up on uh, Facebook and Instagram about where were we at we had to take a trip to San Diego, man. Sometimes you just got to take a break. You got to allow yourself to uh, become more refreshed and renewed. Vacation is important. So that's where we were at last week, man. And we back in the building this week. I have my homeboy and my big brother, uh, my best friend in the studio with me to help out Jermaine Roberts. And we had B. Shavery, the Dallas Hope dealer, bringing back to the studio her Dallas Hope box. What does this box entail? You'll have to listen to the podcast to find that out. Um, man, what's been going on in my world? First of all, the reality is they are searching for new branding beats. So when you turn on the podcast, you know it's us from Jump. That's what we got down the pipeline. We got a couple of other initiatives coming up uh, throughout the summer, throughout the year. We are still working on the series uh, in reference to the Flower in the Wild series. We got a couple of things coming up. Man, we just got a lot going on. We just try to stay busy. You know, we try to stay busy around here. Be sure to go check us out, man. I tell you all the time to check us out. We always try to keep something going. Um, you can catch me on Anchor at The Reality Is. That's T-H-A, The Reality Is. I finally succumb, or succumbed succumb, succumb to Snapchat. And I tell you what, I've been on Snapchat like crazy. That shit is addicting. Somebody told me that it was. But for me, I was just like, I ain't about walking around holding the phone up trying to figure out what's going on with my life to show everybody else, but I ain't gonna even lie. I got I got caught up in the whirlwind. It's addicting. Uh, I'm snapping on it this morning while I'm doing my introduction for the recording of episode 57. The thing about it is, the reality is, we always try to keep it 100. It's so real that I don't even have a name as of now for this podcast. But By the time I post it here in the next hour or so, I will have a name. Hopefully it goes along with the podcast. We shall see. As always, man, I wanna say, Thank you to the listeners. Thank you to the followers on every social media platform. You are the reason that we are out here still going uh, strong with all the changes that we've made over the last year. Everything is going good, man. We appreciate you. A lot of you guys have told us you want the podcast to continue regardless of the changes. And you know what? We're still here. I also want to say happy Mother's Day. This is going to come out after Mother's Day since it's being recorded right now this morning, this morning as in May 9th. We recorded the podcast on May 7th. So I still want to say happy Mother's Day to my uh, to all the beautiful mothers, to my beautiful mother. I would not be here without her. I am nothing without her. I know I'm making a sound like Jesus and God right now, but I wouldn't be here without her. Uh, and I want to say happy Mother's Day, happy belated Mother's Day to all the beautiful mothers who are out there continuing to make it work. It may be a struggle, but hang in there. They say it gets better. I don't have any kids, but they say it gets better. So, man, without further ado, with no further ado, let's jump into the podcast, man. Let's go up. Enjoy.
1: Right. My AI just changed. It just buzzed the front gate. I thank God you came. How many more days could I wait?
0: We on there. (laughs) We on there. In this mug, and I told my brother, I said, "Mike, I said, Mike, check the yeah, mic." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he literally leaned in and kissed this mug. <laughs> man, I'm trying to calm down. My allergies are driving me absolutely nuts right now, man. I got my brother in the studio with me today. Tell him what's up, man.
3: What's up, bro? <sighs> I got his shades on. <laughs> I got my my James Brown going on right now. It reminded me
0: when we went to the airport when we was picking him up from the airport and he was walking out.
3: Uh, he walked out like he had ten
0: girls on his back. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready. Oh, Kelly life. Yeah, we didn't do a we didn't do a podcast last week, man, because we was out in uh, San Diego uh, Mission. Was it Mission Valley? Yeah, Mission Mission Valley uh, to be exact. Excuse my voice today. Uh, I'm a little bit under the weather because of the allergies, but uh, that's why we didn't do a podcast last week, man. But we had a great time. If you've never been to California, man, you definitely, definitely got to go. You got to go. The weather's perfect. The food is good. The women are beautiful. The people are cool. And the one thing that I tell people all the time that stands out to me the few times that I've visited California is the fact that white people there are not like white people here in Texas. So for all of you black people or Hispanics or whoever to think, you know, that all whites are a certain way, which I've been guilty of that as well, but Go out to California, man. We took the first trip out there last year, and we went out there when uh, all the shootings and killings of black teenagers. Mm -hmm. And uh, unarmed black men were happening last year. And we went out there because we were like, hey, we just need to get away and be in a different climate, a different type of culture, just to kind of get away and and see what the rest of the world is like, because it just can't be like this in the South. And uh, we went out to California, man, had a great time, hung out, met some great people, white, black, and everything else, man. And nobody really cared about what you looked like, what you were doing, how much money you had. It lit- literally was just hanging out, having a good time, and and just being amongst friends. So, if you've never been to California, man, get out there. Go out there, man. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Brown Fuller. His show ended today with the semester over at UTA, University of Texas at Arlington. Uh, he does Loud and Clear in the Court of Love uh, radio show, and he has a podcast as well. You can check him out and look him up on SoundCloud. Um, I think he's coming to iTunes, but he is not there yet. Uh, so – that's all I got to say, man. We got B. Mashavery, the Dallas Hope dealer coming in in a couple of minutes to talk to her about some initiatives that she has coming up and some things that she has going on. Man, I'm new to Snapchat. You can talk at any time. I, I mean, he does more talking than anything, and when he gets in the studio, it's like he just sitting back chilling.
3: No, I was just letting you go on your your, your run, you know. But you say you have B. Mashavery coming in. Yeah. The Hope Dalla, Diller.
0: Dallas Hope Diller.
3: Dallas Hope Diller, no Dope dealer. Okay, we got it. This dude here.
0: So I'm trying today to not use the N-word and any curse words. I don't know how well that's gonna go, but I am trying uh my hardest to. I kind of feel like we're being monitored today, but uh we'll see what's going on. We'll see what's happening. But uh today, man, like I said, we got B. Michaely coming in, and like I was about to say, I'm on Snap, man. Shout out to the homeboy uh at FJR Studios, Franklin Williams Jr. Uh, he put me up on the Snap game along with Artesia at noartesia.com. Um, you can go check out her website and her lovely writings. Uh, she does. She's not a poet, but she is a good writer um, in her own right. Uh, but Franklin, man, he put me up on Snap. My Snap name, I think, is AROB2282. Somebody keeps calling. Answer it.
3: I missed it. Oh, okay.
0: We got about two calls in here.
3: Whoever you are that's calling
0: in, what's that area code? It's 214. Oh, that's the Dallas area code. Call again, and I'm going to answer it. I don't know who it is, but hey, we, we welcome all callers. I did I did push it out there and say, hey, if you want to call in, hit us up. And if you do want to call in when you hear our topics going on or you want to tell somebody to call in, you can hit us up at 214-431-5062. We're going to be talking about a couple of things today, man. I, I was trying to get some songs uploaded to where I can uh, see what's popping with this Drake because uh, Drake was taking a lot of flack for his album being more of a slow album. But I, I really like it and we're going to get into that later. Mother's Day is tomorrow. Mother's Day. And uh, me and my brother came out of the same womb.
3: But I was first.
0: And he tried to kill me. (laughs) He was like two years old. I think I was about, shit,
3: probably about seven months. No, you was two, I remember. I wasn't two, you was two. I was two. And I was like seven months old. Oh, yeah, I didn't want you around, dog. You started taking my shine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: I remember my mama telling me She was just like Yeah I remember I, You know she's like I left you on the couch And you was in your little What is that thing the little, Oh we got one The Good. little chair thing Yeah this is Anthony With the reality is Who am I speaking with
4: Hey guys
0: What's going on I'm as much
4: Gabrielle
0: Oh I was say It had to be Gabrielle When I kept saying I was like two and four I don't know why No no I no you- This is my
4: first time That wasn't yeah, me though That, was that wasn't you the was other started.
0: Couple times That's crazy Who the fuck been no, coming No that with? wasn't me I don't know who's been calling. Now, Where are you at? I know you're uh, on your way to Oklahoma. Is it Oklahoma or are you going back to Texana?
4: No, no, no. I'm, in, I'm on my way to Oklahoma right now. I think we're in maybe Norman. Yeah, okay. I all right. think we've by some these casinos, and they have some really dope windmills. I don't know how close you've ever been up on a windmill, but it looks very futuristic. And it was like, it's kind of pretty down here. You taking pictures? Um, I'm trying to be safe, you know, I'm trying to be a safe driver.
0: You driving by yourself?
4: No, me and my brother
0: and Cam. Uh, and you
4: know, I, gotta, I, can't, I can't be setting an example for
0: the kid. No, nah, I understand. Tell Drive. Xavier to get rid of them bell peppers. He's talking about living long. He ain't going to live long. His his <laughs> his pancreas <laughs> probably can't even. Yeah, get rid of that shit. <laughs>
3: and tell Omar he need to be driving. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh, whatever.
4: Well, I'm going to listen. I'm gonna, I'm, uh, you know, I'm probably going to call back after I get.
0: Man, call. call whenever you want to. I was just trying to see because I'm like, who is this calling? We got two calls before you even called in. And I'm like, we ain't getting no number out yet.
4: Oh yeah, no. Somebody got a story. You know, people listen,
0: people write it down. Yeah, I know, man. I appreciate them calling in too. Whoever you are out there, wherever you are, call in and stay on the line and say something the next time All I right. answer the phone.
4: Okay, I will call y'all later.
0: All right, then, man. Be safe out there.
4: All
0: right, bye. So yeah, man. So we was gonna talk about Mother's Day. What Mother's Day mean to you, man? Nobody's calling. What does your mother mean to you, which is my mother, but you give your perspective on what your mother means to you since you came out the womb first
3: since I came out the womb first um, she was my giver of life um, the person I am today is because of her the way that I think the way that I the way that I raise my daughter the way that I um, just vision life and just work hard to go out and pursue my dreams and and just understand that we are all the same people but you just have to have an open mind. She she taught me not to be closed minded that you know closed minded was it made you ignorant. Um I can remember when my mom told me I was thinking about this today. Um I was talking to a friend today and I was like, you know what? My mom told me not to get married to this woman. And uh I told you that too, you man. you told me that too and, and she told me not to get married to her and I did it. Um, that was the worst mistake of my life, as far as what I what I was doing at that time. And to go through um, those hard years, she was right. And and so now, if I'm dealing with a woman, I have to I have to get her advice, her opinion, what she thinks, because she was right. She saw something that I didn't see. Yeah. So just her knowledge, her wisdom, her understanding of life, it, it allows me to be a better person, a better man. And I think that's what's so great because. Her raising me and you um wow the statistics go if you have two boys one of them is going to prison and, and I was on my way you you was on your way because <laughs> you know what I'm saying it was a it, it was a false reason but uh she kept us she kept us safe and kept us under her wing and and now we're, we're doing our thing.
0: That's all she mean to you. If mama no. listening, I'm sure she No, I like, know oh, I did more than that.
3: You know, she did more than that, but 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 she raised me. She she watched me uh make decisions that she was proud of. Yeah. You know, I, I think that um I believe that you should make one mistake once. Don't make the same mistake again. I I learned that um she taught me how you should love a woman and uh, i had my little issues with women um but she just never told me to give up you know uh it's just so many different things man as, as smart as we are yeah uh she she puts education on us and and you're in school you're a senior i'm a senior this year um she just told us just to to live life understand it And and be positive people. Yeah, you know, and I think those 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 staples that she gave us, I mean, they're 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 here. We're we're doing it, you know, and I'm passing it on down to my daughter.
0: I mean, she I know she helped me out a lot. I I wrote an article this week, and I was talking about the day that I became a man. For those who probably are trying to understand what that meant, uh, it basically I was basically talking about when my dad left and when my when I started making decisions for myself, you know, when my brother was around, but I was the one having to make the decisions for myself, and not all those decisions were the right decisions. What you got in that box, Keith?
3: Some cookies. The hope. The hope dealer. Where's she bring that? Where's? Is she here? Oh, okay. I was like, what is that?
4: The but hope
0: dealer. Yeah, man. So. You know what I'm saying? Um, but my mom, you know, she definitely helped me out for me. I felt like I was the one that was kind of running rampant. I kind of, you know, steered away from everything that my mom had taught me at a certain point in time in my life. And, and, and she, she allowed me, she allowed me to come back home. She allowed herself to forgive me. Cause I said some things to my mom when my dad left that were honestly, they were unforgivable to other people, but my mom forgave me uh, for those things. And, and, I read the poem that I wrote, and it was called The Day I Became a Man, as soon as it pulls up. But for me, I I feel like with Mother's Man, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my mother uh, sticking in there and admitting. One of the biggest things that I loved about my mom, she admitted when she was wrong. Yes, she did. And very few people can admit when they're wrong, and that's the big thing. But for me, this is the poem I wrote, The Day I Became a Man, what everybody was uh, hitting me up about. We got about 1,000 hits on it on the Reality Is website. And it said, Before my 13th birthday arrived, my parents were as separated as church and state in Hidden Conversations. The marriage had died. The screams and debates had drained the love from their veins, and my father had left us high and dry. So my older brother took the challenge of keeping us safe. He let me drown his pillows with my tears. I was something broken and couldn't be fixed. The cracking of the hardwood floors told stories of laughter, used to be family dinners, and the last fight my mom and dad had. The sounds of the house woke me at night, and I'd get out of the bed and walk in the dark with my hands by my side because I remembered my way. By the fall of my 14th birthday, my innocence disappeared. I became two people. I became one removed from daylight, finding refuge in the dark. My shoulders broadened. Air began to build courage in my chest. My ribs filled with excitement and anger. My mother asked once if I was okay, and I never replied because I didn't know. I was introduced to the man who ran the block. He told me that I didn't need my father and introduced me to another way of life, a life with a family, a life with friends, but no future. I didn't know at the time, but soon after found out. O was his name. He wore a beanie with a half-smoked cigarette hanging from his lips. He never wore anything more than a tank top, dicky pants, and slide-in sandals. His hands were as slick as his voice. He kept a pocket knife on deck and a doberman by his side. He explained to me the game, the do's and the don'ts, if you will. He made what used to be soft edges rough. He created an alter ego inside my head, and on my first day of work, he asked, Do you want the stuff that crumbles or the stuff that breaks? I had no idea what to say in return. So I chose what was supposedly the lesser of two evils. And this was the day that I became a man. And this basically talks about when my... My dad left, and like I said in the poem, my brother pretty much stepped into place, and it was kind of hard for him because he didn't know how to be a man himself, so I remember him getting his first job at Albertsons, mm-hmm. and he was working at Albertsons, and he was just doing lawn work and things of that nature, and my first job was doing a summer job with Texas High, which is the high school, the local high school in Texas, County, and I was doing lawn work, and it was crazy because neither one of us knew anything about being a man and my mom tried her best to tell us but that was just things that we honestly we didn't understand we didn't get because she is not a man and my mom was adopted she had both of her parents but it was still a different type of marriage you know back in the 1960s and 70s that they had you know my granddad you know I won't say he's a rolling stone but uh let's just say he was a moving pebble no, he was a stone. he was but he was doing something you know what i'm saying but it was just one of those things that we didn't understand and it got a lot better b michelle we just walked up into the studio what's good with you man the hope dealer is here <laughs> you doing all right today i'm good how are y'all we doing right. good man you came in with a whole box what's in this box we got it's up here the
2: whole box the
0: whole hope. box hope is filled in the box <laughs> <Hope> <laughs> yeah i was like what's going on man how you been i'm good how have y'all been man. We good doing the same thing, trying to maintain, still here. Yes. Still here. I see you've been on your workout stuff online, man. I'm trying. Trying to get it in. I'm trying. <laughs> you know, it's a struggle, but I'm trying. Hey, who you telling? <laughs> I just ate Taco Bell before I walked in here. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's the demon of all demons. <laughs> so, man, so uh tell us a little bit about what's the name of the initiative that you have going on? I know Artizia was telling me about it and she sent me some stuff on it, but we want to hear from you. What you got going now?
2: It's the Hope Box Project. Okay. And the Hope Box Project is basically it's for people who we all deal with things yeah. every single day everybody's going through something and from comments on my blog to inboxes people are like how do you stay inspired
4: yeah
2: well inspiration can come from all types of places yeah. a lot of times it comes from you yeah. you have to find something that inspires you and yeah. a lot of times when you're going through so much stuff it's difficult to find that inspiration so in the hope box it's filled with it's a journal it's different type of journals and it's also a book that i created myself based on things that i have gone through and things that i've already dealt with yeah um it's a book that's filled with inspiration how to create your vision board yeah um Mm -hmm. how to get through how to clear the clutter in your life how to go through everything on that you've gone through everything that you're going through but now let's move forward how do we deal with it how do we take ourselves out of the woe is me mentality and
0: that's important
2: and so inside the book um it includes create your own vision boards it includes different affirmations that you can say to yourself instead of I can't I can or you know just simple things that we don't even think about on a daily basis we can reprogram ourselves mentally so there's a journal each day the objective is to write something that you are thankful for write something that you are grateful for or write something that you need to let go of and once you write it down you tear it out and you put it inside this box Once it's inside this box, you cannot take it out. So
0: it's like a time capsule. Yeah, you you put
2: it in there, and whether it be at the end of the week, whether it's at the end of the month, once you go back into this box, you take everything that's out and you burn it or you throw it away, you discard yeah. it, but you can never repeat whatever it is that you put back in this box. And that's a it's an exercise that I use yeah. to help me. You you hold on to so much baggage and you hold on to so many things that have hurt you and hindered you that you don't realize that your day to day walk of life is because you can't let things go. Yeah.
0: No, that's go. so true. And I'm looking I'm looking at uh, one of the packages she gave me in a folder. And I like it. I'm going to read a little bit of it. Um, this, The first page of the folder says, my letter to you. It says, hey, you. Yes, you. First, I would like to say how proud and excited I am that you have decided to go even further in your journey to better yourself. This is such an incredible step and a huge declaration of this is my life and I'm taking control of it. So many of us, myself included, have had to battle with trying to balance everything from our families, relationships, careers, motherhood, loss, happiness, and so much more, all while attempting to give ourselves whatever else is left over. And honestly, this does more harm than good when there is no strong foundation of self built first. Trust me, I've been there and it is a daily battle and at times a uh, moment battle to just remember to breathe. Know this, it is okay to not be okay, but you must do the work to make sure you are okay in order to be anything for anyone else because guess what? An empty gas tank can't transport its passengers. So many depend on you and your existence is too important not only to those you know, but those watching that never say because everyone needs inspiration. Hope and a face to put with the title of a survivor so that they, too, can feel like they can make it. To me, I think that's important. And it's so crazy that you talk about, in this, in this little part, people who watch you. I was telling Arteezy, I talked to a guy the other day. I'm trying to get some beats for the podcast, like an introduction to Brandon. And I was talking to this guy, and he was like, man, you know what? We ain't talked since our 10-year class reunion. And he was like, I watch you all the time. I watch you on social media, I've heard the podcast, and he was like, I, I really appreciate you for staying the same since high school, changing and growing up, mm-hmm. but still not being that person that's fake because you have a podcast, or you're doing this, or you're doing that, and he was like, I really appreciate you, and I was like, man, that's dope, but in my mind, I'm thinking, I didn't even know this dude was paying attention to me. So many times, even doing this podcast, like we know we're getting ratings and numbers, but when you're not hearing things, or when you don't always, every week or every month, get a message or an email of somebody saying what's going on with the show you're kind of like why am I doing this and i for me I had to kind of recreate who I was in the sense of why did I start this podcast Did I start it for followers people or because I had a message to get out or people you know giving a platform for people like yourself with a positive message who have been through things I think you were on episode like 28 last year talking about everything you went through and that I had people reaching out to me saying damn like Uh, She's been through a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because people... And a lot of times, people have the same story. If it's not the same story, it's just dissimilar. Mm
2: -hmm. And it's okay. Like, I I had to either rethink everything that I was doing because I felt like, okay, I'm inspiring all these people, but do I really believe what it is that I'm sharing? Like, am I inspired? Is it it really working? Am I buying what I'm selling? yeah, Yeah. So I realized that... Sometimes when God puts a vision in you, no one is going to understand it. It's not going to be something that everybody gravitates to. And that's okay because you have to continue to walk in your purpose. At the end of the day, it's all going to work out. And the moment I stopped, like I paused. I was like, you know, let me just rethink everything that I'm doing. That's the moment where people are like, where are you? Um, I've been going through this. How do you get through this? So I realized that, okay, even if I'm not actively writing on this blog, even if I'm not posting on social media every day, people need inspiration. People need hope. And why? I can't stop. That's not something that I'm able to to just stop because it's my purpose. It's something that I'm supposed to do. So that's why I created all of this, so that people can have something to... Start from. You need a foundation. Start somewhere.
0: And I think it's funny because you say that because a lot of people look at people like Steve Harvey Mm -hmm. and them and they're like, oh, they're great. And and he's great. You know, don't get me wrong. But a lot of times I know with me being a skeptical person, sometimes I'm like, okay, it's easy for him to say that. Mm -hmm. Not saying that it is easy because he had to go through a a path to get to that point. Mm -hmm. But now that you're there, I think a lot of times people forget to go back and talk about where they came mm-hmm. from or that middle part that where you did fail, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody just see and, and that's the thing that I don't think people realize. They see Steve Harvey now. A lot of people don't know, the, remember the Steve Harvey show or like mm-hmm. they even know the story of um, them doing the Kings of Company. Like he was talking about how he wasn't even supposed to be on there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know, and I used to watch him on. Um, What's that TV show he was on? Steve Harvey show. I'm tripping. And when he was on there, I was just like, I used to think he was making bread then. But he was like, I wasn't making no money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think what you're doing is like being able to deal with those people who are having still that day-to-day struggle. Because a lot of times, like even church, we go to church and we hear a hope message. Mm-hmm. But what about when we fall? Right. How do we get up? What do we do before we fall? Right. How are we prepared in these situations? And I think from the times I've talked to you and interviewed you, you always are giving how you know steps to how before how to handle the situation before you get there, and when you get there, how to get out.
2: Right. And it, I couldn't do that if I didn't go through it. Yeah. Like, there's no way. I don't care how many books I read. I don't care how many uh, memes you look at on yeah. Instagram. At the end of the day, some experience is necessary yeah. you have to feel the pain of it you have to go through something in yeah. order to be able to tell the next person you know what you can make it out and this is what I've done to get it out every day is not peaches and cream Even still, that yeah I'm the hope dealer but the hope dealer has issues too right so it's okay to own that like it nothing in life as long as you live you're gonna have issues you're gonna Always. have things that happen to you that are going to make you feel like giving up But the key is not giving up. Like, once you make it outside of that, you feel like I went through all of that for a reason and a purpose. And I realized that everything I've gone through prior to being 32 years old is not even for me. It's for somebody looking at me who's saying, okay, now that she's done it, I know that I can.
4: Like, I know I have
2: 40 and 50-year-olds that come to me and they're like, Oh my God. Like you ain't so got it all together. Wisdom and how did you do this and how who would have ever thought that you've gone through it? Well, a lot of it is because when you're in the midst of it, you don't think about it. You just know it hurts.
4: Mm-hmm. And
2: to be able to come out and still be optimistic about life is because I've seen the bad. I've been in the midst of the bad. So I have no choice but to believe that it's something better. Yeah. That's the all I got.
0: Well, for y'all who out there, we got Facebook Live up, and uh, we talking to B. Shavery, you know what I'm saying? If you looking it up, because I probably didn't spell it right on the intro, this is uh, how you find her. She brought a couple of trinkets in, you know what I'm saying? Read this for y'all who trying to get your lives right, you know what I'm saying? She got a book out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he will do it. <laughs> she got a journal for you to write in, you know what I'm saying, if you want to get this care package. Now, where where would they be able to find this?
2: They can email me at teambmashavery at gmail.com. Right. And that's where we um, we have someone that will send an actual invoice to you. They can inbox me. They've been inboxing me on Facebook okay. at I am and they can contact you all as
0: well. Yeah, and you can hit us up at uh, info at com. That's T-H-A, com. Uh, also, man, if you're listening, go check us out on Facebook Live. Follow us on Twitter. You got a Twitter account as well, too. I do. And it's B. Shavery is it M-I-C?
2: M-I-C-H-A-V-E-R-Y.
0: And make sure you follow her on uh, social media as well. Mm -hmm. What are you doing for Mother's Day? We were talking about that before you walked in.
2: For Mother's Day, I actually have some boxes that I'm creating for mothers, and Mm -hmm. it's the Dear Mother box. And the Dear Mother box is just basically a tribute to the mothers to let them know that, they're appreciated regardless to their age. A lot of times, I, originally it was towards, you know, older moms, grandmothers, yeah. and then I, de- I decided, you know, what about the young mothers? There A lot of times there are uh, people who get pregnant at, at a young age, teenage mothers, and they're really not... Um, recognized as much because they're looked at as, well, you shouldn't have done that yet. Mm -hmm. It's a mistake. So I feel like it's important to uplift them and let them know that you're important too. Yes, this happened to you, and and this happened for your good, but you're not, it's nothing wrong. You're a mother, and you are necessary. Your purpose is important, so... We're going to celebrate you, too. So I'm creating those. And then I'm going to spend time with my
0: grandma. That's so crazy because I I know a lot of people who think they can't. A lot of women who I've heard women who don't even have kids. And they're like, oh, you know, college and work. And I'm like, you could do it. Mm -hmm. I know two girls in particular. Shout out to Crystal Galloway. Shout out to Tamanika Tamanika Whitaker. Uh, Crystal had her baby at 14. Mm -hmm. And everybody looked at her like that. And I know, I think it was about two years ago, she got a master's degree. And she's doing very well. She's married. Had her second son in you know while she was married, uh, her oldest son Dacian I think is sixteen. Tamanika she has five kids between her and her husband, and five kids in taking care of your man too. And getting your master's degree. Shit, I would have dropped out a long time ago. She pushing
3: weights. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would have been out a long
0: time ago. Like, it's hard enough to deal with a relationship or just friendships. So to deal with five different women. I mean, not women. They ain't women yet. But five (laughs) different little girls. They don't even even have a woman's mind yet. And then, as a man, she has a good husband. Jamal. Shout out Jamal. But even, you know, like, trying to balance that.
2: Relationships. In any form, along with being trying to run a business, trying to go to school, trying to be a mother, it's hard. It is difficult, and but when you have a partner who understands and a partner who gets it, um, even though it's difficult, you know, even y'all could be doing have the same drive and same ambition, and it's still a struggle because it's difficult for two. Strong people yeah. um, To come together and make it work But it's at the end of the day like It's the best feeling yeah. Knowing that you have that support system so.
0: Yeah, I, I had a guy here He said not all mothers are good mothers What do we do about Mother's Day for these mothers Who aren't good mothers And I was like bro I really don't even know how to answer that Now I know there are some women out there that aren't good mothers Some you know yeah, They're not really raising their kids The way they need to raise them Or they're right. putting them off on other people I really don't know what to say about that I guess they're still a mother, so it's like, mm-hmm. and 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 some people handle it differently. Some people, we we just got through talking about the pressure.
2: Uh-huh. Some
0: people can't handle that pressure.
2: But it, and I mean, in counterfeit, you got to think about, look at how society deems fathers yeah. who are not ready. To they be kill a us. Yeah, they, they, they aren't the best us. fathers or whatever. So it, it's the same, but I think in society in general, mothers are given. Um, a past. There are a lot of amazing mothers, incredible mothers. But the, he he's right. There are mothers who, just because I used to be told a lot of times, you know, Brady, you can't understand because you don't have any children. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that doesn't make you a mother because you popped a child out. Not what at makes all. you a mother is the fact that you provide and you take care of you nurturer and you lay that foundation for your children. That's what makes you a mother and you don't necessarily have to give birth to do that. Yeah. So, I I do understand where he's coming from as far as they're not um, great mothers, but I think the problem is that we focus so much on the negative aspects of any situation, whether it's the fathers or the mothers. I don't think that we should acknowledge it at all you bring it up yes you to that woman or make it known that okay some mothers need to step it up which is evident i mean look at society look at the kids we know that but i think mother's day is not the day to
0: to bash them yeah it's not the
2: day for that i mean i think
0: it's difficult like i say for me i have no kids Mm -hmm. and even being just seeing it even bad mothers. I was, you know what? I was watching uh, I was watching uh, Law and Order SVU, and it was a mother who was on drugs after the father had died. And she was left with two kids. And she had put one kid in a cage, and she had one that she didn't feed. She put the one kid in the cage because she wouldn't stop crying and complaining. And she was like, you know, she was high when she did it. And she was like, I put her in the cage because she needs to learn whatever. You know, it was crazy why she did it, but when they found the mother, they found the kid. The kid died later on because of uh deprivation from food and water and everything else. And then they brought the mother in and once she sobered up from her high, you know, she was you know, she was unconsolable. You know, she was like, I didn't mean for this to happen. I was just trying to do the best that I could. A lot of times what you're saying, a lot of people lose their parents early yeah. and they never get that training. A lot of people they, you know, The husband may die Or the husband may leave them You know what I'm saying Like I said before My mom She always used to say She didn't do everything right My mom didn't leave us Without eating It was nice that my mom Went without eating So me and my brother could eat But she's admitted to Not being able to get everything right Not telling us certain things Not listening to us I remember one of of the biggest things I would tell my mom It would be certain times I would talk to her And when I would talk to my mom I would be She would try to fix my problem instantly. And Arteza has that issue too Because she's a mother Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm putting your ass on blast today. (laughs) So she would do that, too, because she was a mother. And I remember sometimes I was like, I just need you to listen. I really don't even need you to fix it. I just need to be able to say what I have to say and get it off my chest to her. I'm not saying it to myself, and I'm not saying it to somebody who really doesn't understand me. I know that I can say something to Arteezy or to my mom you know, or even my brother, and and they'll hear me. (laughs) And then they'll know, even if if I say something negative, they'll be able to know and say, he may not mean it that way. Mm -hmm. I talk a lot about religion and the things that I don't believe in. Mm -hmm. They never look at me and be like, oh, he's an atheist. They just be like, okay, we understand what he's saying. And a lot of times, one thing I'll give women is just being a good listener. Mm -hmm. That'll take you and your man or you and your kids a long way. Mm -hmm. You don't always have to fix everything because at the end of the day, it's going to work itself out.
2: Yeah. And. That's a struggle, okay? Yeah. No, I'm saying. do it. But that is a struggle. <laughs> Only do it. it's always about, it, as a woman, it's naturally, we are natural nurturers. We are naturally wanting to make sure everything is okay. And if we can foresee that this is going to be an issue, this is going to be a problem, and we can prevent it, we try. Yeah. And I understand that it's not ideal in the man's mind sometimes, and in anybody's mind. Sometimes you just want someone to just listen to you for women too. Yeah. But as a woman, in our defense, it is difficult to just sit back and watch you destruct or or watch something happen that we feel like it won't end well. So it's naturally for us to try to jump in and try to counter it and fix it, and it's a struggle. Even for me, it is a struggle. But I'm trying, you know, I'm trying, but it's just... A natural instinct to want to fix it because we care. We when we don't care, then you ain't got to worry about. You're like, show. all right, No, right. We don't care. Whatever. Whatever you sick? Don't have all right, nigga, go make your is. own plate. Yeah, it
0: is what
5: it is. <laughs> you sick? Go warm
3: care, up your chicken noodles, nigga. Right? You gonna eat some chicken noodles tonight?
2: Let's see. So, but no, if you if you really care about somebody and you love them, it yeah. is natural. Like you and that person are one. So you want to make sure that. That person is not hurting. That person doesn't feel any pain. That person doesn't feel like the world is on their shoulders because you are supposed to be there to help them with it. So it's just natural. So
0: how do you feel about the mothers who try to keep the child away from their father? I, because uh, they want to be with him uh, or they don't like the fact that he's moved on with his life?
3: Uh, or he's not paying uh, child support. Why are you speaking in
2: my life right now? No, I'm <laughs> saying I'm saying that... Um, I don't. I don't agree with that. Period. Yeah. Point blank. I think it is trifling. Yeah. And I think women who use the children as pawn, um, they're low life. They're trifling, and I, and it's not benefiting anybody. It's not benefiting you. It's not benefiting the child. And it's not gonna make that man want you. At the end of the day. Uh, men make decisions because they want to make those decisions. And for whatever reason, if you want, as a woman, if the only reason a man says I'm with you is because of my child, then yeah. that should make you feel like the lowest part of yourself. Because right. I don't want anybody, regardless of how many children we have together or if we have any together, I don't want you with me just because we have A child. I don't want that. I want you to be with me because you want to be with me. Right, you you love me. And holding a child over a man's head because you want him shows just how immature you are. And your child will end up resenting you And that's
0: what uh, Elvis Scott said on... uh, Bo, I'm sorry, man, I called you Elvis, but you know what it is.
3: His name is Elvis. He put his name (laughs) Elvis Scott on On Facebook. Facebook.
0: So he said a lot of mothers make their own bed hard by not allowing the kid's father to be a part of the kid's life because the mother is angry that her and her father are no longer together. And that's a lot of times, too. A lot of times it ain't because of the woman. I mean, another woman or it's just you are moving on uh-huh. and they want to have something to hang over your head
2: and they're bitter because a lot of times things go wrong in the relationship and a lot of times let's be honest a lot of times women um it, it, just men are not right in the relationship they act up they do whatever they do in a relationship and then they meet this other woman and this other woman brings something better out of them right. and they the other the baby mother feel some type of way. Why couldn't you be that man for me? Why couldn't you change and do this for me? But at the end of the day every person that you encounter brings something different out of you. And a man is only going to mature when a man feels like it's time to mature. And you can't make him do that. I don't care how good your sex is, I don't care how good you look, I don't care how many kids you have, I don't care any of that. how much money you have, any of that. At the end of the day a man is only going to stay where he where he feels like he wants to stay. And I
3: think that that's about timing.
2: Yeah.
3: You know, I've been in a situation where I I've, I've had, you know, I've dealt with good women, you know. I recently um s- just stopped being friends with a woman. Mm-hmm. She felt a certain way about me, but I didn't feel that way about her and and I knew that she would make a good wife, you mm-hmm. know. But I was like, you know, I, I I think I read something and it was saying that like, you know, do right by your black women. Mhm. And so I looked at the situation, and I was like, you know, I know that I, that that you know I care for her as a person, um, but I do not see myself going the distance with her. And you know, being in your thirties, you understand it, whether you will be with somebody for a short period of time or this is something that could go. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it; it could go, but it wasn't for me to go with her. That was another trip that she was going to have to take with somebody else. And I told her, I said, "Hey, continue being this good woman." Mm-hmm somebody will find you and they will love you for what you are. But this situation is not for me, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was the best thing that I could, I could, um, do, you know, it it hurt her, but I, I just had to be honest, you know, I couldn't do that stringing her along. My brother would always say like, Jermaine, you just have a habit of just stringing women along. And it's like, but until I learned what I was doing Mm -hmm. and I understood the pain or the thought processes that you women all have, yeah. I wanted to end that mm-hmm. and not be that guy.
2: And it's important, and it hurts as a woman, but at the end of the day, we'll respect you a lot more in the future for it. Because why stay in a relationship with someone? Why lead someone on? Why, Knowing that this person feels a certain way for you and you know that you don't, it's only fair to let them go. It's only, only fair. To allow them to to grow on and continue to move on in life, and a lot of times it's moving. Sometimes I, I, we are the fix it people, right? You get in relationships with someone, and it's not meant to be a forever thing. Sometimes it's to help build and bring something out of this person that are better than for next. And
3: time. that's what she was. She was a fixer, mm-hmm. and not in need a fixer.
2: Right, right, and especially not your long term someone that you can right. be with. Um, who you see yourself with overall for the rest of your life, per se? Right. Um, You need some. You need an actual life partner. And I have had exes who, no matter what, like they probably weren't the best. They were not the best in the relationship. But now that I've moved forward, I've moved on, and I'm in a different. Them
0: niggas get right. Now, you, all of a sudden, you son right? of a bitch,
4: right,
2: you right now? Oh no, nah, I'm good. Right. You know, right. I appreciate. I appreciate the fact that you acknowledge the type that of you, woman that exactly. I am, but it doesn't matter now because you didn't do it when it counted. Right. But it's, you know, it, it's no hate, it's no anger, it's it's just respect. And I just know that sometimes on both ends you get in relationships and it's not necessarily to be with somebody forever. It's to build them up, to teach them things, to help teach them things that will make them better for the next person. But
3: what is it about... Um... I've had a conversation with with women before, and they would be like, "Okay, I, I'm not dating to be dating, I'm dating for a goal, right? Mm-hmm. So if you, if you do, you look do women look at every guy that they date as this because that could be multiple Jeez. situations. You know what I mean? Yeah, You no. have to understand that this is just what I'm going to do. I'm going to try it out. Mm-hmm. No matter if I'm
0: gonna try it out, <laughs> I'm gonna Let try it out.
2: out. Let me dig and yeah. dab, and then I'll figure it out and,
3: and figure it out because you just don't know, you know, at the initial point, you know, that mm-hmm. you meet them that it's gonna be that, you know.
2: I, do, I, I, women, um, in general, I will say we have an expectation. A lot of times, when you reach a certain age, you, you have this you know, mental thing of, okay, I have to have children by this age, I need to be married, I need to be settled, I need to do all this. Well, I got married at 21 years old, so I definitely wasn't looking at, let me go, okay, once you get out of those situations, you don't want to jump back into anything. I'm cool with being by myself. Like, my biggest struggle has been accepting that letting a man be a man. You know, I was more, no, we could just just be cool. Let's Mm -hmm. just, you know, we don't have to. Do the whole title thing, you know. It's a lot of it is because you don't want the pressure of
3: it. And that happens after marriage. I, I got married when I was twenty three, mm. and so me, I'm not. And you beat me like twenty one. <laughs> I'm like Jesus
2: that. Christ. Ten years. It was a. It's a. It, it was a lot, but it took me a while, you know, mm-hmm. to feel like okay, look, I'm I'm cool with being by myself. I'm okay being by myself. But when when the universe sends you somebody right that's supposed to be with you it's nothing you can do and like, it feels and right it feels so right but it ain't easy right. let me not lie right. hey it's easy because it ain't but at the end of the day i'm the one that's like uh no we don't gotta do titles and stuff we good Let's that's just me hang out but something about this person makes you want to say okay he wants it he right. wants it he's sure of what he wants so Okay, let me give it a try. There's still a dating phase, though. I still wasn't like, okay, yeah, we in a relationship. Okay, now next up is marriage. Right. Heck no, I'm like, um, yeah, we good. You know, yeah, you
3: gotta pull that future on. Yeah.
2: No, we ain't gotta do that. But when you actually care about somebody and you know that this person is a right fit for you, right, right. there is a certain part of your or yourself your ego your pride it has to
3: you ha- you let it go
2: you have to because you don't want to miss out on what it is that is good for you and i, I knew that it was good for me so i
3: just said I, I it's hard for me to let go like it's hard for me to be i i, I was talking to i think i sent something to the group me and i uh, artesia answered it first she was i i think i asked do women want a man to be vulnerable what what was it Artesia? How important is vulnerability? Yeah, how important is it for a man to be vulnerable? That's very important.
2: Very important. But
3: the thing about it is, like, when a man is vulnerable, you lose self-control. As a man? As you, a, you lose it you because... You feel like it. You feel like Because now you have this... You've given this yourself to a person to really just kind of just mold you. Mm-hmm. You allow yourself to just let things happen.
2: Mm-hmm. And you know that's why you you're not you're not supposed to be just vulnerable with anybody anybody because right? A lot of times we say vulnerability, we put vulnerability as a sign of weakness because we feel like it's making us, like you said, less in control, which yep. is imperative to growth. You can't be in control of everything, and that's my issue. I think I have a lot of the male, um, uh, I guess jeans. Yeah, like I have an issue because I'm like, I don't want to you I'm not going to just, I'm not going to put my heart out here and you're going to step on it and you get to do whatever you want and you up and go and I'm here weak and I'm by myself. But at the end of the day, it's about when you trust someone, when you're with somebody and you know this person is the person
4: who you should be with.
2: Hold on, I think
0: hold on means- real quick, we got somebody calling who, who is this on the phone? <laughs> Hi, it's
4: yeah, again. My name is Kelly's Hi, Hi doing, Kelly. Kelly.
0: Where are you from, Kelly? I'm
4: from um, Wichita, Oklahoma.
0: Is this somebody I know or is this really a
4: Kelly? <laughs> I'm like, Gabrielle, you <laughs> son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you said Wichita, Oklahoma, I said, this motherfucker, is just, you putting too much together right now. Yeah, she falls a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you're putting too much together right now. I don't know what's going no, on. What's no, good? What you got I to say? Because I know you listen. listening.
4: Just said say wrong, but that's real. <laughs> 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 but I think I'm behind, I think sort of above, so been, i i don't know what y'all talking about at this very moment. Yeah. But I was calling because I heard Jermaine ask, "Do women, um, like he talked a little bit that they date with a purpose? Yeah. And are you just do a women date for the purpose, or you know, they just say you just do whatever you want to do? And I wanted to say. But I feel like once you get to a certain age, I don't feel like you're just dating just to kind of like, you know, kick it. You. you know, so I feel like there's always going to be a person. Like, I don't feel like, in my opinion, if we're dating, not, I'm not saying that every guy that I can with, every guy that I meet, I'm dating just for the purpose. But if I'm going to enter a relationship with a person, I feel like once you get to a certain point, you're not just kind of like shooting shit. You know what I'm saying? Can y'all hear me or no?
1: yeah yeah
3: we we here 10 oh I, I can't hear
4: nobody are y'all
3: wrestling in <laughs> <laughs> what'd you say gabriel <laughs> i mean i don't I,
4: know that.
0: <laughs> i was trying to get a, i was trying to get a microphone i know you were talking about just um you were talking about um what she say. you was on there i can hear i'm good no, we was trying to get another microphone. I mean, another uh, headset in here because uh, B couldn't hear you talking. So I was trying to make sure we had enough uh, enough material in here. But I know you were talking about. Were you talking about the vulnerabilities of a man?
4: Absolutely not. I okay. Was- she <laughs> was talking about the
3: dating dating. Um, as we get to a certain age, you have to date for a reason.
0: I I, I believe that. I think I've gotten to the point now where I'm dating for it. You start to date for a reason, and Gabrielle knows.
4: Go ahead. And I'm not just saying like going. I'm not saying just spending time with somebody. Of yeah, course, yeah. You know, I can go to dinner or whatever. But I'm saying if I'm going to enter a relationship with someone, I'm I'm doing it with a purpose. Like yeah. I, I, have, I have to see some. There type is an of, agenda. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: No, I think it has to be an agenda when you start dating, especially after. Th- I mean, I'm 33. And I feel like when you get to this point, not to be funny, unless at my age we're about to start dating women that are 25 years old or like 24 or 27, that's the only way you're going to really be able – unless you're running game on the older women, that's the only way way you're going to be able to fuck. Have sex and do what you want to do with them not really having any intention. And you really can't almost do it at that age. But at this age, at 30, I think you do, I think you're right. You have to date with an agenda, with uh, a purpose of, I want to be married, or what are we doing long term? And like I said, the older I get, the more I start to realize that because I will be honest and, and I'm guilty of dating. And letting women know up front, I'm not ready for anything. You know, eventually sex is gonna happen and there's no way a real woman can have sex for a certain period of time without wanting something when they're giving you that much of themselves.
4: And they Right, that's why I say it's, it's about like who you want to give your energy to. Yeah. And who you want like that's definitely you know, a transfer of spirit. And yeah. you can't just be like, you know, when you like when you when you know better, you do good. I can't keep doing the same things I was doing when I was nineteen and I'm thirty two.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, but, you know, plus. Uh, but you know the funny thing? I said you can only date younger women and probably get away with just having sex and having that relationship. You either got to go young or old. You got to get you oh, a cougar. Yeah. Ram! Right.
3: That's what you got to do.
0: <laughs> you got to get a cougar. I'm yep. t- if you get a cougar or you get you a younger woman, that's the only way you're going to be able to play, have sex and play able them able games. Win the game. Because for yeah. me being 33, it like I'll say, I think I, was 20, I think I was 25 and I was messing with like a 43-year-old. Woo I don't know why you snarling Cause Holly Berry is 49 And she still look good So I was still doing What I was doing At that point in time You know Artesia face snarled up Like ugh That's
3: some old cooch She turned to a black (laughs) panther Over here Yeah
0: But she was hitting it though And she was getting it right But the thing about it was I remember she started Even them sometimes Want to be serious And I remember When she wanted to be serious I was young But my mindset was like When I'm 43 She gonna be like
3: 60 63
0: Then, Then it's like I ain't trying to change This bitch pamper Right Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't trying to change no pamper
3: Perfume don't change you to something strong. Yeah, man. So
0: you. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? Then you got to change it up. So you, I, I, agree with you. You have to date with a purpose and an agenda, and you have to be intentional with your dating at a certain age, especially once you hit thirty years old. Yeah, I
4: agree. Right. I agree. We okay, well, I can barely hear y'all here, so I'll we'll y'all later. All right, be all safe right. out there right. in them
0: country streets. All right, bye. All right then.
4: God, I love this song <laughs> uh, Who
0: sings this song, by
3: the way?
0: Ghost Town okay, DJ is my boo
3: Okay You don't remember this? That's old, though I forgot yeah, It's bro. old I know it's, it's classic Long time ago Long time ago What, like Early 90s, right? Yeah, they like brought I was it up like 12
0: yeah, they brought it up, um, like I said, I think it was Jared Nickens who, who started it. So we was talking about lemonade before we went to the break. And for me, I watch Lemonade and and like I said, I'm not a Beyonce's fan. I'm the Beyonce fan. I'm not a part of the beehive, none of that. I won't even say anything negative because they literally be coming for you. Listen, they will find your ass. I'm serious. nobody. they serious. And them motherfuckers will find me. <laughs> Normally it's the gays, then the girls follow. Yeah. The gays they don't play no games
3: With but, Beyonce
0: With Beyonce but, but I don't know bro I don't know The co- the connection The correlation Between gays and Beyonce What is it You can
2: say it She's the queen
3: She's the queen,
2: bee. She's the queen, the queen. No that's little Kim No, no. Kim ain't shit <laughs> And
3: that motherfucker White hey, now Hey I, 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 oh I didn't God. even know You could take Kim's name
0: Well she gone Yeah she's dead she, though everybody took uh beyonce took a name and and uh Nicki minaj, minaj took a rap yes she did so for me when i watched lemonade for me i loved it because of the artistry like to watch the vid the, the video and then to have the music and then i forgot the uh the name of the poet do you remember the name of the poet the lady it was, a lady. It was wasan something you can tell us later and look it up but I, for me i loved it because It went the poetry went so good with the visuals that they gave, and then the songs were amazing. I mean, I saw some dudes being like, Oh, that ain't that big of a deal. They ain't really doing nothing. I think you have to be in a creative mindset. You have to be open minded to understand the dresses that they wore when they were in New Orleans. And the part when they were standing in the water, it was it's a story. I cannot remember the name. I should have did better research on it. But it was it's a story behind that about these women who Uh, instead of, they got away from slavery and they were freed and they were getting ready to be put back into slavery and they walked into the water until they all went underwater and drowned themselves. That message was so strong about them not going back into slavery. They was like, "We'd we'd rather die than go back into slavery. So the message that she had with that, Uh, I know people was hitting it up some about voodoo and then it made me research voodoo talking about for me. I was like voodoo is not it doesn't have that strong of a negative connotation the way people tie to it. It's its own religion. Mm -hmm. And a lot of voodoo was practiced and done because it was more so of them praying to their ancestors and people from the other side to protect them from slave masters and and, and slaves and everything like that. And like with white people, a lot of times when they don't understand something, Mm -hmm. they want to ban it. And they didn't understand the tongues that they were speaking in, they didn't understand the rituals that they were doing, so they wanted to ban it from that. But for me, like beyonce, man, uh y'all think Beyonce was just breaking windows, twerking, and playing in the water. no, she was portraying Oshan, a Yoruba orisha sensual, sexual, beautiful goddess, deity who is a healer, gives life, growth, luxury, change, and prosperity. That was the message of lemonade, love, change, and prosperity. Oh, that is crazy. I didn't even see that. So that's what I'm saying. And it's like, I think it's a lot of people who are so ignorant, not to be funny, a lot of black people Mm -hmm. that are ignorant to their own culture, their own heritage, and their own ancestry. And as much as a lot of people try to, uh, black people try to be pro black and try to be uh, educated, they're educated on what schools and institutions want them to be educated on. Just because you go to school and you get a message, and uh, a teacher stands in front of a classroom and gives you lectures and tests, that doesn't mean you're learning all the things that you know. That's not equipping you for your life. These institutions are built after a uh, a conformed institution of how they want us to think and what they want us to know. I didn't learn about Martin Luther King in school, not in its entirety. My mother taught me this stuff. She made me watch Roots. They ain't watching Roots in high school.
2: I remember watching we did in ninth grade and I was I went to Duncanville and by the time I went to Duncanville this was way back before it was mostly black it was white and I go to Duncanville and we sit in the class and watching roots and it was the most uncomfortable thing you can feel because the teachers a white lady she will not explain explain that yeah what you're looking at and I remember that's when I started going and doing a lot of research like I want to know everything about my history, yeah. because I didn't understand it. I, okay, yeah, we do Black History Month, yeah. but why is it just a Black History Month? I never understood it. That. Yeah. So that's what made me research, like, starting back, and now looking back at how disconnected we are in high school. Oh, yeah. From our history and our heritage and all of this. And it's the way they tell sad. the
0: story. Yeah. Uh, Mexican-American War. They talk about it as in, they talk about it from a sense of the cowboys and Indians mm-hmm. and... You know, Americans, and because we're Americans, we are supposed to side with the white people who fought the the Mexicans. But in reality, we didn't know. I forgot what it was called. It started with a P word. But, you know, we didn't know. I didn't know that the Mexicans ran Texas. They uh, owned uh, California. They owned Arizona, parts of Colorado. And that's what the Mexican-American War was started over because right. the whites didn't have that area. No. And then the Mexicans owned that area, and they came in Mexicans? trying to take yeah. that area and slaughtered them. And that's what the Mexican-American War. Right. everything.
2: Everything. You know, like, it, and it's so sad, like, even with um St. Patrick's Day, like, I have a, a friend who's Irish, and he, he was like, I don't, me and my wife do not celebrate yeah. St. Patrick's Day, and I was like, well, why, you know, and he told me, he was like, it's basically, it's derogatory. it's nothing yeah. that we real Irish people celebrate, and I forgot exactly what it is that he told me, um, the history behind it was, but it's it's just these different little things that we celebrate as Americans that the original people who are of those descendants
0: do not celebrate, celebrate. It and is- they trickle it, and they and they sprinkle celebrations yeah. over it, parties over it, St. Patrick's Day, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. They do all of this stuff over those days to make people still celebrate them without really educating them what they're really about.
3: Right, and why they happen.
0: It was because white people wanted to steal shit. That's right. They wanted to steal shit that wasn't theirs.
3: The greatest robbers in history. True. <laughs> Straight like
0: that i've been reading uh, i've been I, I always tell people I've been reading images of color and crime, and every time that they're explaining blacks, hispanics, and Asians and even Native Americans, they explain it the three words that I see all the time for all of them savage mm-hmm. s- oversexual uh the women are promiscuous, and the men are like brutal mm-hmm. sav- you know brutal savage for all three races now how have we come from three different parts of the world? How the hell we all the same? It's all based on what you did not understand. Right. And they all use the same uh, kind of conformity tools to work and get us to do what they wanted us to do. Mm-hmm. You either take in Christ or die. You, If you take in Christ, you go to heaven. If you deny Christ, you go to hell. They want your women, yeah, but they don't like for nobody to touch their women.
2: Now, that's the truth. And it's so weird. I was in um, one of my friends. We had went to we were in Louisville. And in Louisville, they have, like, this country club yeah. thing. And she didn't even know she stayed right next to it, but it was by the golf course. So we go to this store. It's a liquor store. We go in the liquor store. First of all, there's no black people. We're the only two black people there. So we go in, and then we go to their Walmart. And we are going to Walmart, and this white guy, you know, he walks by, and he's just like, you're cute, you know? And then he was like, I've, I've, you know, seen seen b- such beautiful black women. Yeah. I've never seen such beautiful black women in my life. And I'm thinking... You should have said, what that dick do? What does that... Like, how does... <laughs> how does... How... How... It's so funny how yeah. people think that that is a compliment to you.
0: Compliment to you. To you.
2: Don't right. back Keep a compliment. Yeah. That's like saying you're pretty for a dark girl. Like, yeah. what do you mean by that? What does that mean? So, I think just... It's so foreign to people. Yeah. And because it's so foreign, people don't understand it. They have a hard time
0: dealing with it. So. Yeah. And it, I think even a lot of times, I was talking to at work yesterday and we were talking about dating, period. Mm-hmm. And it was this one black chick and she spoke out and she's like, I just hate interracial dating. You know, she's like, I think it's so many good black men, I mean, good black women out here and men are looking over them. And then I saw somebody post a, um, you know, like a meme or like a, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a meme and they were saying, um, no, it wasn't a meme. It was a video and it was a, a white matchmaker in Atlanta and she had four black men and four black women. Mm-hmm. Well, they interviewed the women first and the black women were, black women were like, oh, uh, I love black men and this, this, this and that. And then when they got to the black men, the black men were like N- everything but a black woman, one white woman, one Hispanic, anything but a black woman. And it's so crazy because it's like mm-hmm. the black woman is so devalued in this day and time, yeah. primarily, seemingly by black men.
2: Yeah, it is. And It's really sad, and it's unfortunate. I don't have a problem with people dating whoever they want to date. I feel like if you happy, you happy, whatever. But don't negate or just completely forget about where you came from. You know what I mean? Like If it wasn't for a black woman, you you, as a black man would not be here. So I think that the fact, the disrespect that comes with the devaluing um, of women, period, but black women especially, it's very, it's sickening.
0: But it starts with black men, I think. And this is why I say that. I've seen dudes who are like, not to be funny, they hood Mm -hmm. and they're like, I don't fool no 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 black chicks, but are you fooling with the hood kind that really are up to no good? Because there's different type of black women just like there's different different type type of of white women, women, Mm -hmm. you know, and black men. Mm -hmm. So what kind of woman are you dealing with because you may be the
1: issue.
2: Yeah, and a lot of people don't understand you attract the way you are. So if the only type of people you attract in your life are no good, trifling, ratchet, low down ghetto, then there's something in you yeah. that is reflecting that. There's something that's attracting you to that. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't put a stigma on all black women yeah. as all black women are the same. Do we? Do we all have our moments? Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with being who you are. Yeah. But evolution is important. Yeah. And for a lot of men to see how men, you know, even with videos, you know, they they only like um, light skinned yeah. with the long hair. Or and it didn't used you know. to be that. I'm like, are you serious right yeah. now? Like. Women are women. Women of all kinds, you're beautiful. Yeah. But don't make it seem like we are so disgusting, you won't even put us, you don't want us anywhere near you. But yeah, because like- in
0: videos back in the day, it used to be Melissa Ford, it used mm-hmm. to be Buffy the Body. Like, it was dark skin yeah. or, like you said, more uh, kind of like light skin, caramel complexion. Yeah. And it's like you said, at some point, it I don't know what point it changed, but it literally started shifting towards now. I haven't watched videos in forever, but... Mm-hmm. I know the last time I looked at them a couple of years ago, it was all white girls. It was white girls and women who look like Kim Kardashian or mm-hmm. something to that effect.
2: And that, now that's what irritates yeah. me. You know, that is what irritates me. They love our body parts. Yeah. I work with girls who get Botox yeah. and butt injections, and they're white girls. Or they squatting and out the every day. At one point, it, it it was not acceptable for us to have big lips and big mm-hmm. butts.
0: And White girls don't didn't want thick.
2: it. Now, all of a sudden, y'all thicker than me. Like, yeah. I, I'm not understanding. Yeah. And I had, every a, day. I had an Asian <laughs> guy ask me, you know, an Indian guy. He was like, you know, my wife, she works out all the time, but, you know, she's not as voluptuous as you. Because it's rock hard. Talking. I said, well, he was like, what is your secret? I said, cornbread. I'm like <laughs> on, you know, and I got I'm like, why do they compare us? Yeah. Like we're different. We're, yeah. women are different, but I'm not buying it's okay for y'all to buy my body parts, yeah. but y'all don't want to appreciate the actual woman who has that. Woman, That's the
0: real deal. You know? yeah. Like they the said problem. back in and like you said, it was just looked down upon, like the Sarah Bartum situation. Yes. You know, they used to like they looked at it as like she was
2: A human animal.
0: Yeah, a human animal and something so different that they showed her off. Yeah, in a cage. Yeah, in a cage. Her booty, her breasts, her like, breasts. she had big breasts, a big booty, and they literally showed off. And like you say, even if you look at old movies and shit like not to be funny, the new movie Baywatch coming out, the girls got little ass and titties. Mm-hmm. Back then they had it was Pamela Anderson. They had a iron board ass yeah. and big ass titties. Go, titties. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now it's like you gotta have booties and leg mm-hmm. booty and legs and then you got breasts. And they
2: and they know white men used to not like big butts. They always like yeah. boobs. Now all of a sudden they, they I like mean booty. they love yeah
0: booty. Maybe a lot of slippage, but they still like it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like,
2: oh my I can't <laughs> I fell out the boat Maybe boat. Yes. <laughs> no, a lot was, of slippage,
0: okay. but they like it now. Yeah, but
2: they like it, it's more so they like it in silent yeah. because it's not accepted, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just not accepted, and it's sad in 2016 we still, still going through. Th- I is, think
3: go ahead. No, you I good. think that that's so crazy that we're talking about this because when we're in San Diego, right, mm-hmm. like walking through the mall you know, walking through San Diego the, the white women were talking to us. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you get back to Texas and you realize, like, this is our actual environment where white people still don't, I guess, appreciate the differences. You know, they they have a standard. They want to keep it that way. And that's that. But in California, everybody was together. Every You know, we was bumping into people and white people were like, watch out. You know everybody was together. Everybody's laughing. They were talking to us. We didn't know them. Yeah. You know it's it's it's, it's just a diff. Dif- it's a difference. A different culture when it comes to uh, Texas. And, and, and
2: other- we're in, we're red state. Right. You know we are yeah. a red state. I don't care how people how we try to push. You know, democratic or whatever the case. The fact of the matter is, this state is ran on a Republican ground. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. It's just how it is. I. It, it's sickening, you know, that it's really not about the people anymore. It's not about really doing what's best for the people. Oh, it's no. all about what I feel should be accepted. If Donald Trump has even a Sorry. platform like that, imagine. And he's not just up there by himself, you no. know yeah, He has no. millions of people who
3: really believe. That's the only reason why he's saying, still legit. That's the only reason, and
2: that's the part that makes me mad. Because, not even just him. Yeah. But, it's the mm-hmm, people, you know. Uh-huh.
3: Mm-hmm. But I think people took him as a joke. I remember, I never forget when he started. My, uh, Anthony and I we were having a conversation about Donald Trump, and I was like, "Bro, he's gonna put everybody on the map. Like he's gonna call everybody out. Mm-hmm. He's the biggest bully." Mm-hmm. But in it, but it shows you how ignorant America is that that you really want to push this guy into the presidency, and you're gonna change the foundation of America if if he's actually elected is it's, it's, it's going to change everything it
2: is but the truth of the matter is i don't know if it's going to change it or it's just going to validate what it really is because it's people want to make it. it seem like america is this all for everybody but truthfully, it's not. it's not it's segregated nope. it has always been that way and at the end of the day i think him being up there being ignorant and doing all of those things and talking the way he's talking it's important it's important for us to now see we saw it with Obama. You know, mm-hmm. we saw the fact that they never want to give him credit. We saw the racial, you know, tension then. It but even me. now like Trump your people have the nerve to put their hit their hands like you are actually condoning violence. violence. And the the thing the matter the thing the problem is you're condoning this, but yeah, you're saying you y'all want peace. You're saying that, you know, um black people are the aggressive ones. When Obama was in was in office, or anytime yeah. he's doing anything, anytime yeah. there is a any type of there is any type of issue, they want to blame it on the aggression of African Americans. Right, yeah. right. If Obama was in Trump's shoes now, and all this stuff was going on, they would be ready to lynch him. It, they would it, be ready to.
0: If he if we if he was making black people beat up on, yeah, right, like, right.
2: Let us do some rallies. We got some angle. We wanna we wanna punch. Some let people us pull
3: some Nat
0: Turner we moves.
2: Can't, right we can't do that though yeah. no you know we what I'm can't saying? we can't do that and that's the problem that's where it shows the divide yeah. because Why is it okay for Trump? Why is it okay for his supporters? Why is it okay for the people that he has on his rallies to be so violent and so aggressive toward people who just don't
0: believe in what he believes? But uh, you don't even hear the CNN reported as Mm -mm. like thugs or any or Mm -hmm. whatever other derogatory name that they do when they want to explain. Even that one, like that one rally you were saying, where that white dude literally came down the aisles, they were escorting those black people out, and he punched the guy. They didn't even talk about that. They were just like, oh, they focused on the police arresting the black guy, which I'm like, why the fuck is he being arrested when he didn't even make a move?
2: But had that black guy went and shot one of them or went and violently drug him through there, then it would have been all the thugs. the thugs showed up at the the Trump rally. Like, seriously, the problem is not that we're fighting back. The problem is they want us to be weakened and now we have power in numbers even more than our culture
0: but it's bad because it's like there are good white people and good hispanics and good other races out there that don't feel that way about blacks or white Mm -hmm. people who don't feel that way about blacks white people who don't feel that way about hispanics Mm -hmm. and it's like when you do that i've had white friends to where when these uprisings happen they'll come back and be like hey man i was getting looked at like this by blacks and i'm like the thing about when black people are being killed and Same. and put on the news. We don't give a fuck what race you are or if you're white, even if they don't even if they are cool with white people, yeah. they just don't have it in them to acknowledge anybody white at that time because this is what's happening. And it's one of those things where I tell people it's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. It was something I had on my Facebook the other day, and it was about this 17 year old kid who sent a sexual video to a white girl who was 16 mm-hmm. and. The parents reported it and they put him in jail because they were saying she was underage. This is one of the things that ha- that I hate. He's 17. She's 16. We got motherfuckers out here who are dating 35 and they're 25 and so on and so forth. And I, I was just like, you know what? I was like, well, if he wasn't if he was black, this wouldn't have happened. And I had one of my white friends get on and they was like, no, it's about accountability. He, It's the law in Louisiana. He should have known the law. I was like, did you know the law at 17 years old? Right. Did you know every law at 17 years old? Right. And most parents don't know these laws because not to be funny, these are not laws that you ever think that you're going to, that are going to happen to you or affect the you. The fact
2: of the matter is.
0: They do it all the time. And the white girl initiated it. She's the one who sent him the nasty video. He sent one in reply That's in response what to her. Me. Yeah. That's
2: like so many men are walking around with these statutory rape and these rape convictions on yep. them because black men parents, yeah. you know, feel like, Oh my God, you know, he had to have pressured my daughter it's to mean, do that. Yeah. No. Your daughter like what she liked and it was consensual. Yeah, That's right. what I don't like. Because yeah. the system doesn't acknowledge that okay this wasn't a forced situation yeah. they feel like okay the parents they are their legal guardians so they must be right and yeah. this person is stuck with this record but and he's ruined that, that is not right
0: he's and he was a track star a football star a scholar and something yeah. else but and, and now it's ruined and and when he said and when he was like oh it's accountability accountability I said bro I can send you articles to where this type of law it wasn't created for black people these laws that were created the bill of rights all of the amendments they were built and put in place Place when slavery was still yeah. intact and they have not changed. Yeah. So what does that tell you? If they put in place when slavery was in place mm-hmm. and they're still the same, how the hell are they supposed to affect us? All these laws are helped for white, blooded white red blooded americans not blacks not hispanics not ethiopians not africans not Mm -hmm. indians not anything else but white people and they tweak them when they get when they when something happens and they got to go into court of law they tweak them because they know other attorneys know the 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 book Mm -hmm. and they know the law to where they can you know throw it in their face and use it and the, the last thing a um what is the word i'm looking for a last thing that a judge wants to do is have to what is it when they have to take themselves out of the case recuse themselves yeah. that's the last thing that a judge wants to happen to them in court
2: mm-hmm. it's sad it's just like that affluenza situation with the little boy yes scene that killed all those people in burleson yeah they oh he has so much money he didn't what what kind of law the fuck is that got there? to do you with know? anything he didn't have he didn't know the rules oh he didn't know the rules because he had so much money okay but what about all these little kids in the hood who don't know, have any don't even money, have any money and so have no access to that lock them up you know then he comes out, and him and his mama running to Mexico. Right. That's what—that's what our tax dollars paying yeah. for yeah. for you to let people off like that. So I think at the end of the day, it's just it is biased. And when you got people on a political platform such as Trump, or I'm on the fence even about Hillary. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I know people are like, you know,
0: I ain't even on the fence. Woman. I'm on the other I side. I just
2: don't. Yeah. I I don't believe her. You know what I mean? And I I think at the end of the day, I just I have a hard time trusting that anything there's not a candidate other than, you know, Bernie is the only thing that I feel like would would help us. As far as anything else that's running, I I don't have any hope. You know what I'm saying? None at all because We tell our people vote, you know, vote, vote, vote. But I don't want my people voting just to vote. I want you to vote because you know that this is something you truly believe in. This is a person that you believe can help you, help benefit us as a people, period, not just you personally. Yeah, entire society. Yes, like, don't just put somebody up there because society says to vote. I don't think that that's right. Vote for the people. That's who I'm voting for. Vote for when people ask, you know, who are you voting for or whatever. I'm voting for whoever I feel is actually a benefit to society. If, they, if I feel like they're not for us, and they're not not just us as black people, but people, as period. A people, yeah. we are a, we're supposed to be one nation. And if what's in office is not beneficial to everybody, I don't want it in office.
0: Well, That's- I think we're picking between the lesser of two evils. Because for me, if I voted for Hillary, it would only be to counteract. Getting uh, Trump in, yeah. Bill. Getting Trump
3: in there, but you shouldn't even have to play mm-hmm. a game. You got to be strategic this year. You know, yeah, that's what it is. It's
2: all a game. None of it is really for the people. You know, nah. none none of it is really for the people. Whether it be on local voting or whether it be Anything. for, you know, the presidential. It's still all a game. It's all about who has the most money to pay for these rallies and to pay for all this stuff. That's who gets in the office.
3: See, my whole thing about Hillary, I wouldn't vote for Hillary because. Hillary uh, assisted Bill Clinton with the um, crime bill, mm-hmm. so y'all know about the crime bill, right? Mm-hmm. So th- that whole situation, and, and you you do this crime, you 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 pass this crime bill into law, and 20 years later, you're saying like, okay, that was a bad thing, but then you go right back to that same community that it harmed, mm-hmm. and you want their votes. I think. And,
2: that, that's jacked up, you know what I'm saying? And, and right. the bottom line, I'm not against, I'm going to be completely, I'm not against prisons. I'm not against, you know, putting bad people away from society because there are people in this world who are just maliciously evil people. There are some people who um, are, just, are just not good people, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, there are all different types of people. And right. if, I, if I have to say that I don't want this person around because they are violent. They are not just violent because they had to protect themselves or violent because they're protecting their family but they maliciously sit in their doggone closets and think about ways to create bums and think about ways to go and chop somebody' body parts off and eat them. I don't want that type of person <laughs> in my neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? I don't want them in my neighborhood. Yeah. I don't want them in my kids' school. If I have to say I want this person put away because they go and they shoot up kids at the schools or they go and they're just thinking there are some people who literally <laughs> are just evil spirit they have an yeah. evil spirit and I, those type of people do not need to be in society but i don't think you should put people in prisons for 30 40 years for drugs or you should put them in there for they have habits like let's say weed or something yeah. or let's mm-hmm. say you know they made a mistake you whatever the, maybe yeah. they robbed a store you know 40 50 years Give the first offense. Give these people some type of
3: probation th-
2: or a change. You know, put them in a program. Prison does not right. reform. Give them, the
3: white, give them the white.
0: Give the white people's uh,
3: ruling. You
2: know. Well, see, white people ain't really getting fixed. They just they just figure out a way to, to go get around around it. the system, right. and they got the money. To cover it. Up. Yeah, that's
3: the biggest thing right there. You know is what I mean? The, we
2: don't have no money to cover it up. Shoot, sure,
3: we barely eat I'ma tell you something. Um, <laughs> when I was when I was working for We
2: need our money, baby. Sure.
3: When I was working for TDCJ, right, uh Ann Richards, who used to be the governor for Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Her son committed a crime, right? Mm-hmm. And the crime that he committed, it was a violent crime. Mm-hmm. Um he was on he was in uh general population. So what he did, he was able to come out of his cell, go up front, and make a phone call. Like he was able to make a phone call all the time. You you only supposed to make a phone call like once every week, once every two weeks.
4: Because
3: of, of who his, because of who his, because of who, because it was actually her nephew. Because of who her nephew was, right? Mm-hmm. So um, she got the rules changed to where he could come out of general population and go into safekeeping. Mm. And, and spend the rest of his time there without having to deal with the type of crime where his location was supposed to be. And so money, a lot of people don't hear about these stories where these people who have all this money are able to change the lives of their family members who are locked up. Just like the the, 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 the uh, du, DuPont family in Delaware. Yeah. The, did you hear about that? Yes. That same situation. You, you rape this kid. They have, they close... The, they closed the courts, so it it, it couldn't be anybody else mm-hmm. but the jury, the judge, and that was it, and this guy gets off. Money allows so many different ways for people who have it to finagle their ways out of so many different ways and issues and problems and situations. But then when it comes down to people that don't have it, mm-hmm. That's what the prisons are built for. But I
4: also
2: think about it's also it used to be money helps you know people with money can get off on everything. But even now, some African Americans yeah. with money, right? That those laws still stay you know, in prison. They don't you know? you because want,
3: they minimize them. Yeah, they minimize. That's what that was the issue
2: with. So with, what's with the Obama. solution
0: though? What's the because you know we always know the problem.
2: I don't know that we as.
3: Uh, There's no solution because I think the
0: same
2: way. It's just like, what you know. It's what it is. is. That,
3: that was my part. Uh, I'm sorry, no. but that was my part um, when I was thinking like because uh, I, I I'm my degree is in criminal justice, and so where I was thinking going? about going to law school, and I was like, and I love the law, like I I know it, you know, and I was like, okay, what I want to do, I want to change, I want to change this where people are, are able to just be locked up, and these constitutions, these laws, these amendments that allow people to escape and mm-hmm. the people that can't escape, they're caught. But do you know how much money in the main people that you would have to get to in order to try to change that? Mm-hmm. That'll never happen yeah. because that's the way that they have it set up.
2: Because look at the Supreme Courts, right? What was that? The um, the judge, of Supreme Court was actually, they found that he was paying money or giving money to owners of prisons, uh-huh. to
0: have oh, yeah. a certain
2: amount of black boys right. incarcerated, right? And they so finally got his ass. Of yeah, yeah, they got him. Yeah. But look at how many lives are affected. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? These people have been in prison. These little boys, these kids, these black men are in prison for all these all years. All these
3: years, but they won't go back and change it.
2: They're not going to go back. And but
3: change you had that on file, and that's the thing about it. You and they're not going to let them out.
2: No, because going nope, back and changing not. the law, going back and actually changing the law that admits they're, admit they're
0: that wrong. That's right. That you were wrong. Right.
2: You think the whole government is going to admit what say they've we been saying up. the whole time? Nope. They're yeah. not going to do that. No. Not they're not going to do that. they rather do case by case, which is why you have, you know, where certain people can get. The
3: pardons, uh, the clemencies. Yeah, the
2: certain things. Yep. But you, they're not going to go back and change it. Because by changing, that means you got to go back hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of years and actually correct. How do you correct?
0: And give. Us reparations.
2: They won't. They won't.
0: Then so. they giving Hispanics or who they gave Asians. They gave somebody reparations. Who? Indians. The government. They gave oh, somebody the reparations. I read something about this. I didn't know that. I said they ain't giving us no reparations. Because no, if no they man, give us the reparations, they our reparations ain't hell. Gonna, reparations ain't coming. hell nah, no. Because if they do, that means they the our reparations would be along with us and Native Americans. This is our goddamn country. Right.
2: They don't like we are running the country. Well, yeah. Like, there's no way, white people. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not racist. I understand. You
0: don't even got to yeah, say that shit. Right. You just right. call it like you see but it. Right at the right.
2: end of the day, there is any successful business, any successful company, they have one of us. Either Hispanics, either African Americans, yeah. running the sh- They like know we're it. Yeah. it, But the, they're in the forefront, for yeah. Right. You know because
0: I mean? they have the money and they have the legacy or the forefathers that put it together right. off the backs of Hispanics, Native right. Americans, and Blacks. Right. Straight up and down, they got agriculture from us. Mm-hmm. They got how to do all this stuff, far as like animals and shit from the <laughs> Indians mm-hmm. and and whatever they you know and and whatever else. I mean, not to be funny, all this shit that you see getting built. It's Hispanics on you see on yes, the side of me, the road. Let
2: me tell y'all. Let me tell.
0: Because black so black hard. men can do the work, but you can't pay. Listen. you can't pay an American person twelve dollars to do what Hispanics do, and no. the Hispanics definitely they what they doing out there construction. They need to be getting paid no less than twenty dollars an gonna,
3: hour. I'm not you, working in work the heat so though.
0: Olá I mean, como está, so bueno, ¿voy <laughs> everything? Work, I'm saying Say. I love. I feel
2: like they are they. Hispanic culture is very, very, I love it. They, they yeah. I love them, like they work so hard. Very helpful. I needed a washing dryer move, and I couldn't find anybody, no one had a truck. And then, those who have the truck, you know, my truck, you're not gonna the scratch my stuff, but you're trifling low life, you know, right? Like low life. So, I said, Okay, so my homegirl's <laughs> like, It's okay, Brandy, you know, we gonna go. We, I got some a guy that works in my apartments, he works, he was drilling holes in the cement. She went up to him. She was like, my homegirl needs someone this wash and dryer, you know, can you move it? We know He was like, where does she stay? Oh, we're going to Home Depot in that way. Anyway, we'll you know, get you put my they had this big radiator or whatever this big thing is that they were using for the company on their truck, mm-hmm. regular truck. They put this trailer thing up on it, hooked it up, put my washing dryer on there, my table, everything, yeah. moved it, set it up, everything for me. And I said, you know what? That's that's why everybody yeah. needs friends like that yeah. because they will work for you. They will help you. They that's what they
0: are. About. The only two cultures that I'm aware of and I know it's more, probably Asians that can make a meal out of nothing is blacks and Hispanics. Yep. You can take you can give a Hispanic a bean, that nigga will find a way to <laughs> split that bean in the middle, <laughs> find some cheese in that motherfucker and find a way to put some ground beef together Listen. and make you a fucking flauta a flop. <laughs> They make it work. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah. they they figure it out, and blacks what like, and and just like in the prison system, you know, when the pri- when when oh, blacks yeah. are in there, they you will get some noodles and find some kind of weenies spread,
3: Up in a spread, this some, some sausages. Some, what I'm gonna mix this up with these noodles. and good, roll it in. The, I have to tell some of paper. my
0: homeboys who've gotten out of prison. Hey man, Listen, you in civilization I'm not now? You can eat, you can eat now. I ain't eating no mush. Listen,
4: I'm not eating no spread.
3: You know what I'm saying, right? And and they come out wearing white. Dog, take all that white off, bro. you
5: have to wear
0: it. It's okay. Yeah, man. I've been institutionalized. Right. Oh
3: my! Gosh. I want white Nike. I want white
2: Adidas. Like they, they want there white
0: everything. Their whole mindset no. has been changed, it, man. It, it doesn't.
2: Right. It doesn't help them. It really. It. It's funny, but it's not. It, it's like inside, they think that throwing people in prison really reforms them. It doesn't.
3: Does. I've seen it. I have seen it. I've seen a guy, uh, uh, uh just. Like us, right? Just normal. I'm oh, waiting lucid. on his voice to change. I've seen it's, a it's guy not, It's not gonna change. Uh, uh, it's, it's not gonna change. Uh, uh, and they put him they put him in AG <laughs> SIG and AG SIG, mm-hmm. you're in that cell twenty three hours a day. Mm-hmm. And you may be twenty four if somebody says, Hey, let me give you two trays for your shower. Mm-hmm. You you're not getting up. That's mm-hmm. it. Two trays for the for twenty four hours. And he went crazy cut his balls off no yes
0: i need those
3: oh my god yes yes sat that's there pretty, i never pretty. forget Just... his name was his name was curly and curly, he cut him curly. off yes cut,
0: curly cut his curly what did off. that
3: do like what why, why he did, did he it? it what 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 happened was mm. when sitting in the cell he he what he did he raped uh, a woman so when they took him out of population, he was messing up. They took him out of population, put him in ass set. He sat there, and he told me. Like, when I worked, when I would go down to K-Pod and work, I would tell him, like, Curly, we got to have a good night. Like, he – it looked like he was a, a black tiger because he had cuts all over, you know, and they had healed. And I would tell him, like, Curly, we got to have a good night, bro. And he was like, hey, if you down here – when I was down there, nothing happened. If I went to another pod, they took me out that pod, it was over. And so they used to just keep me down there in K-Pod when I used to work at set. And that night – that I didn't work down there he cut them right off and flushed them down the toilet you
4: can't even put
3: them back on can't even put them back on that was it ooh
0: he's ooh. gonna make his dick happened? look longer though like
3: what nobody don't want no balls. <laughs> you can't you can't do <laughs> that's nothing that's weird. it how's it even that's work. it That's it <laughs> She sounded like Anthony How's need he even like going like They were together Yes yeah. they do He said, what Yeah and, so, he bit, and he chewed on it Now nah, he, he lying out. He, he, to do he doing <laughs> too much
0: I know my brother He lying He lying man That man ain't chewed on no, his bottle he, he ain't even got that kind of strength Say, To cut I, his I, own I, bottles pr- off And chew on I, him Before I he, promised, he
3: flushed I promise to God That that's what he did That's
2: like that man Who said he was in What was he in He
0: was in He was in a loco poco.
3: He was gone bro I'm telling you he Because he had been back in solitary For three years Bro. think about it. he didn't. Read, no, and didn't have read you ever said in a
0: dark? Like I've thought about this. Have you ever just sat in a clo- a dark closet? Mm-hmm. And you know, how you, you see all these posts where people be like, "Could you be on this island for a million dollars for thirty days without uh, cable and Wi-Fi and all?" Man, you would go. Yo. This ain't them days no more. <laughs> With no a, human interaction, and it ain't even about cable and internet. Right. It's about human interaction. All
2: I think about is castaway when stuff like right. that
0: happens. That like, nigga I, was I, talking I, to that soccer yeah, ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, how, that's
2: how it is. That's how it is. My friend is a ball. That's, that's is, why Obama is, is
3: trying sad. to end that, 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 that single cell business. Did that's, he pass away? The curly? No, he lived. Curly lived. Yeah, Curly lived.
2: Wow.
3: Yeah, but that, that ag sex single Jesus cell Christ. business is no joke because it's like a dungeon. Oh, it's blacked out. There is no lights like that. You have your run light. It's Nothing really but like your that. thoughts, man. Nothing but your thoughts. So just imagine that 23 hours a day. That's dangerous. That's, that's about the first hour. It's dangerous. It is. No it books. Really is. you not read Because you can't have books. You can't have anything like that. You can't. N- n- n-
0: I tell I you, have. I was ready to go. I told you. I tell the story. We told the story before we went to San Diego. About the one time I was in jail, I was in there for a week. And, a sm- and the cell was about probably that wall till about his chair. Cut a little bit of that off and it was a toilet in the corner. In a door with a small window. It's
3: an inhumane situation. Yeah. Prison,
0: even if you, the only people I feel like should be, like like you said, robbers and people like that shouldn't be in those kind of places. People who are killing people, mentally insane, eating them up, that's where you need to be. You don't need to be on no plush island somewhere, whatever. You need to be in those rooms with your own thoughts, and, and, I don't believe in taking nobody's life, but if they took their own life because they just went crazy, that's on them. Yeah. But like putting somebody who just sold some marijuana in prison that's when it's legal crazy. now yeah. in certain states—bullshit.
3: That's, that's crazy
0: to me. But bullshit. I jail.
2: Listen, no, I visited in prison. Like my old, my ex husband mm-hmm. was
0: um in—he's in, in prison. Yeah. And visiting is—you know—it's wait a minute. You <laughs> know how much time we got? You said ex husband. Well, we about this? oh i'm saying you know because i know last year yeah that's different from being shaver I mean, last year you're uh,
4: supposed
0: to be on my side yeah we'll, okay. yeah we'll get the we, we might have to bring you back for another interview yes <laughs> go ahead we got you listen
2: <laughs> okay listen we i'm st- we're still like a very we're very good friends yeah. right but there comes a time in your life where um you
0: you need companionship you
2: just, you just shift yeah you know? mm-hmm. um I still there's nothing I wouldn't do for him. I still got his dick yeah. I'm still handling lawyer fees. Everything. It's just the fact of um, life has its way of doing something else, you know. And I am. I
0: mean, and meaning you involved. out here getting it, man. You out here getting it. Not to be funny. I respect it. You know. I told you when you came in last he was looking year. Looking
2: at me side eyes. Let's be real. People was. Y- you was.
0: Oh okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you was with him, because I was like, you know, because I, I dated a girl like, who for
2: ten years.
0: For ten years. How you that. Hell like, yeah. I'd have got to, My I, hand and my I, penis I, I was, would have got tired of each other. I would have been pissing. I would have been loud. peeing handless. It's not about it, but it, you, it's human interaction. It is human interaction. And that's it. why I say with everything that you're doing and all the accomplishments that you're doing right now, it's good to hear it on the telephone, yeah. but you need human interaction to know and somebody there to mm-hmm. support you. Not saying that he, but not to be funny, just choices. Like you said, life changes, people, mm-hmm. things evolve, and you deserve somebody here with you now. Yeah going through this when you get when when you go through something it's like long distance dating you get on the phone you're like all right that's cool Uh, yeah i love you and you feel that connection but then you got to hang up the phone and there's nothing there Mm -hmm. but to be able to say that and then somebody can lay with you or you can lay in his lap and watch tv you need that and you and the reason i did that last year is because i was like you deserve it with the story you told Mm -hmm. if you don't know the story go back and listen to that podcast (laughs) i what was it my dad's dead my husband's in jail and i'm still here Mm -hmm. You need to go listen to that episode of The Reality Is, and you'll know why we're talking the way we're talking right now. Mm-mm-mm. Go ahead what your story. I'm listening now. I'm, I want to know the next part of it. Go ahead, though.
2: <laughs> so, we are very, like, um, I'm still, I, I have nothing bad to say about him. Yeah, it. It's yeah. just life has, it's evolved, it's changed. And I am involved with someone. That's what's um, up. It was.
0: I'm very private, you know. Like yeah, that's I don't good. really like. Politics. You're a lucky motherfucker, man. But <laughs> she a good one. Hold it down.
2: But P O P. Oh my god. He's very. He's very. It's very difficult for yeah. anybody who is dealing with someone so strong and so. St- wrong. Yeah. Like, I don't need, I got this. Yeah. So, but he's a very good guy. He's a very good guy, and he, he we have our, listen, it ain't perfect. Shit, nothing ain't nothing perfect. perfect. But it is, it's definitely
4: worth it, and I
2: feel like if you wait, and you let God do what he's supposed to yeah. do, and you take your hands off because I wasn't looking for it. And again, like I said earlier, I'm the one that's like, we ain't got to do titles. You yeah. they mm-hmm. like, no, I ain't no situation. Yeah. You know, what we a situation. I'm like, yeah, this is like six months in. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, okay, let me get myself together. Yeah. And so I am happy you know i'm happy i'm i'm in a place where i am able to say i i was married for 10 yeah. years you know and been with that person since i was 12 years old yeah. that's a long it's a long time time to be with someone but yeah. when you are in a different place you have to grow with life and right. so i'm happy shout out to daryl hey daryl well, we got what a up, we got a
3: call coming in <laughs> who calling let's see who
5: calling
0: <laughs> hola como esta usted oh my god <laughs> what's
5: happening <laughs> what's
0: happening who we got on the phone uh, this is Daryl. Oh, he
5: called in on this thing. She
0: put put that put that microphone up. Don't <laughs> oh, put them headsets on, back man? on. Hey, I'm
5: listening to the uh, to the podcast uh, to the radio show. All right, you know, and uh, you know, I just wanted to say that uh, you know, it's uh, she she's a very uh, inspirational individual.
0: Yes, she you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
5: And you 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 get around people nowadays who who really are about themselves. Yeah. You know, and you get a, you get around a lot of individuals who feel like people like uh be you know, just put on a front. Yeah. Or or just like that, you know, a, a certain time of the day. Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm getting on Mandis everybody know that she's like that, you know, ninety eight percent of the time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> gotta have that two percent. You know what I'm saying? That'll make her perfect.
5: <laughs> hey, hey, hey look, hey look, that's a hard two percent though. Two percent. You know, but uh but uh 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 she's definitely an inspirational person, very um uh influential to a lot of individuals yeah. and she puts she, she puts other people before herself yeah you know so uh yeah i just wanted to get on and say that man you know get my little two cents hey, oh, in you trying to win you trying to win tonight
4: huh
3: <laughs> hey
4: winning <laughs> say it.
0: Say it again <laughs> he said you trying to win tonight she said you
4: winning
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm trying to continue to win hey, you know what what hey that's all we all try to do bro yeah, we feel yeah. it man are you from dallas yeah. man no, nah, I'm from Chicago. Uh, hey man, I'm a Bulls fan. You a Bulls fan? Oh God.
5: Oh, come on now. All day, baby. All day. <laughs>
0: man, I'm about to meet this dude, man. I've been a Bulls fan. Somebody asked me that the other day in the barbershop. It's like you a Bulls fan? I said since Jordan left. Even when Jordan was there and when he left,
5: that's a real fan. You don't leave
0: because mm. he left.
5: Hey, yeah. hey, Rose the hometown kid, man, but I'm a I'm I'm Chicago everything. Bulls, bears, socks, yes. you know, bump the cubs, but you know, they're <laughs> Chicago, so we're gonna give him love anyway. <laughs>
0: Man, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate you for calling in. You got uh, Beamer Shavey up per blushing. If we was white, she'd be red.
5: <laughs> Most definitely. Hey, hey, y'all take it easy. All right, man. All right, you appreciate too,
0: man. it, man. Take it easy. Yeah,
5: yeah. yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> I he mean, he winning. Yeah, he, <laughs> he done came in, called in. I'm Dez like, "What man, we got on this thing?"
3: She's gonna it. go home and cook, run a bath, have strawberry <laughs> chocolate. Oh no, no, it's beautiful day. It's time to go
4: out <laughs> Oh, that. you got oh, okay, to. Okay, Dez
0: we was crazy. outside. We just did a shoot uh, this morning with uh, Dez mm-hmm. from DC and his clothing clothing line is Ethnicity. If you get a chance, go check out ethnicity.com. And Dez got some dope stuff coming up. Somebody giving you a phone call? No, my friends. Oh, they I thought was that hurt. was. Oh, okay. But, uh, Dads, man, we got a good shot out there. Uh, where were we at? Downtown Dallas? Right outside of Southside. Got a couple of shots, man. Check us out. Uh, the shots will be posted to my website later on this week. That's at That's RobertPoePhotography.com. That's R O B E R T P O E photography.com. Check those out. If you need a photographer, hit me up, or you can hit the homie up, Franklin Dale Williams Jr. at FJR Studios. .com Also again man we about to get ready to sign off a little early today but B Machavri again where are you where can they find you where can they get the whole box
2: They can get the whole box by emailing me at at gmail.com. I am on Instagram I am B Machavery. that's B as in boy M I C H S N Harry yeah. A as an ass B E R
0: Y. Gotta throw a little crazy oh something. My there. God.
2: <laughs> I am B Machavery. Yeah. And I am on Instagram, I am B Machavery on Facebook, and my site is I am dot com. Are you the- snapping yet? No, I'm not snapping. I
0: just started snapping. It's it's kind of addicting once you get on there.
2: What am I snapping?
0: Like, just, like, like right now, it would just be kind of be, like, just not, it's a short promotion of, like, what you're doing now. Okay. So, like, say for instance, with this box, you get 15 seconds, and you can continue to 15 seconds, but, like, you would go through your box, and you'd be like, this is this, and you explain it, and you could save it and share it to Facebook, Instagram, oh, okay. but it's a little short video. It's good for a short promotion and little pops. So, like, today, whatever you did today, waking up, if you ate breakfast, like, at a restaurant, nice restaurant, you do a little snap, say, hey, man, we out at what you call, you ought to check it out if you're in Dallas. Do your Hope box, show you walking into the studio, showing that you're doing in the studio when you speak to young girls and do stuff at church uh your assistant you can have her do a little snaps to okay. where people see you okay. doing these things because a lot of times people can hear us doing things uh-huh. and then when they see us doing things it really shows them that what we do really is not that hard it just takes consistency uh-huh. and a passion to do what you're doing and that's what you've been doing for years now yeah. you know what i'm saying so it just allows people to follow you and be like damn that's what's up i didn't okay. know this could be done like this so okay. it's something i believe me okay. i didn't want to get on it and now I've been on it and I'm just shooting little stuff and it's I mean it's pretty dope. It's okay. something different. I'm gonna try it out. I'm Where can they out. find you at Jermaine? Even though you don't barely talk when you come in here. But soon <laughs> no, as this, my, soon as we turn this soon as we turn this mic on, he's gonna be talking. Shay, uh, we're gonna I, go I've down been, to I've the been on
5: it.
3: Yeah. Shay. Well you can find me at Life Unbreakable on Twitter. Jermaine Roberts on Facebook. It's abbrevi
0: unbreakable is um, bre- abbreviated, right? Yeah, it's yeah. abbreviated.
3: Um you can find me on Snapchat, Jermaine Roberts. You can Roberts. find me and say, little way. I'm not talking like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... That's 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 all, but, three handles. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but now nah, you can find me, man, Anthony. Uh you can find me on uh Facebook at Anthony Roberts. You can find me on social media, on Instagram at Sir Robert Poe, that's S-I-R-Robert Poe P O E. Be sure to follow us on the reality is, man. We on Instagram, we on Facebook, we on Twitter. We got the website W the Reality Is. Again, that's T H A W W. The Reality Is. If you want to send us a video, you want to send us a topic, a, a audio message of questions and things that you want to discuss. If you want to talk about like uh podcasts we've had uh, previously, if you want to tell us about a time you were in a great relationship or a time you were in a bad relationship, a time that you almost died, a time that you found God or any religion or different beliefs that you believe in about topics that we've had, send us an audio or a video message to info at com, and we'll be glad to play those. We'll be glad to answer your questions. And at least once a month now, I try to answer the listeners' uh, questions and do an individual podcast by myself. So, oh, you can also find us on Anchor. The reality is on Anchor. That's have you tried Anchor? Anchor is very dope. Anchor is it's basically like Twitter, but it's audio. So basically, like whatever you're saying, you could go on there and ask a question or talk about uh your box, uh-huh. and then people lean back. I can't see it. And then you could talk about your box, and then people will reply to you from all over. So right now I got like 120 followers. Really? People I've talked to people from New Zealand, uh, Argentina, Africa. Europe, London, New York, like pe- you just get different perspectives. Because here in Dallas, I tell people all the time, they're slow here. They're slow here on telling their stories. Yeah. They're slow here about being open-minded and culture and creativity. Yeah. So you, it allows you to find different opinions from around the world, white, black, all of that, and get their perspectives, and it it, it works well and for what manager. you're doing. Yes. Okay. It's dope. So, man, we get ready to sign off. Also, uh, Artisa Swindle, always behind the camera, always doing the social media. She handles that. She's a great consultant and executive administrator if you need somebody to help with a website get a business started whatever she does it you can hit her up at is it info at no com. that's info at no that's k-n-o-w artesia a-r-t-e-s-i-a.com or like the white people say artesia Artesia? but it's artesia (laughs) she'll kill you she'll get your eye that'll rip your face off if you get it wrong but man we about to sign off always remember inhale courage to excel success and we're gonna give you a little bit of Kanye West freestyle while we bounce about this
1: thing
0: I don't know what's going on with you in your life Before this podcast had to end I had to play I think it's song 4 Hype from Drake's album Get you some Cause this is all the reality is It's hype Respect Drake
1: I pull up in Lexus like it's 07. I just hit a lick, I gotta hit the next one. Last year, I know you learned your lesson. I could GPS you if you need a dressing. Boss up, I'm the bigger homie, but I'm one year older than my little homie. '09, they was bidding on me, but I'm young, money got it written on me. Okay, now we got some action. Everything I said, it happened. That boy, light is Michael Jackson. But our verses, he been blacking. Chasing women, a distraction. They want me on TV right next to me. Yee. You cannot be here right next to me. Shee. Don't you see Riri right next to me? i hate a rapper especially they feel the same but they hide
0: it i ain't gonna play the they whole thing soundcloud i don't want y'all to take don't my podcast
1: down. what's the point in even trying Gee. i hate a goofy especially they always dying to mention me they gotta die out eventually i cannot give you the recipe you know the game is so separately uh Swear i just had an epiphany great it cost me 50 at tiffany's wow shout out to tiffany stephanie they used to always come check for me my, my enemies want to be friends with my other enemies i don't let it get to me done Look I what have I have done in my life. life. I had to count it then count it again to make sure the money was right. That's where we at. They love to talk. They love to talk. Me, I'm just done in the, the eye. reality is done and I'm just done in it. The, the reality eye. Eye. is done and I'm, done, I'm, done, done, I'm
0: just done. We just done,
1: done, done, done. I don't take the shit for granted.
0: Hey man, y'all have a good weekend and thanks for listening to the podcast. We out this piece.
4: Out Ch- blah. <laughs>